it's no longer without a roadmap. No, it still is. This, oh, this did is on the journey with us. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on everybody? Welcome to Without a Roadmap. My name is Jonas. I'm Cameron. We're both product managers here at Parlor, which is a startup located in downtown Boston. So this is a show for all the product people who don't have all the answers. We'll be telling the stories of the everyday PMs who don't have all the answers, but still get the job done. Yeah, so we're here to share our perspective as two earlier career PMs. We also plan to bring on others to share their stories so that we can all figure this thing out together. So today we're going to talk about how we're learning to become better PMs. Um, I feel like we recently were discussing about how to progress in our careers, how to improve our skill set as PMs. And what we found out is that there's no really one definable skill set or definable path to becoming a better PM or moving up in your career. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So across industries, different you know growth stages of a company and verticals, we'll notice that there's completely different ways that product management organizations go about their work. And while that's great that you know your company might work in a way that makes it like flexible and works well for themselves, it could be really tough for somebody early in their careers who's trying to you know ground themselves in some understanding of how to do this work when everybody's doing it so differently. So uh, that gets me thinking about like two really important things that can kind of contribute to your growth uh, you know as a product manager, and that's you know adaptability, mm -hmm. um, being able to come into the different types of organizations and kind of having the general background of knowledge of the different frameworks, ways of understanding this type of work uh, where you can thrive in any different organization, whether it be a big or a small, you know, more or less agile company. Uh, and then also taking the initiative. Uh, so kind of going further from having just, uh, you know, the required skills um, but also kind of doing things outside of that to make sure that you're moving the company forward and, you know, always doing things that help the company progress. And that can be done in a number of different ways. And, you know, we see that as mm -hmm. uh, PMs at a super early stage startup where, um, you know, there's much more than just product related work that's oh, yeah. going to, you know, that we have a, you know, good background skill set to, to help with. Yeah, I think that getting the different experience is super critical, especially earlier in your career, because, I feel like sometimes when you're starting out, you get so tunnel vision on trying to go to do like or get reach a specific title. So say in your finance, you want to reach like the financial senior financial analyst or you're an early PM associate product manager. You want to reach that product manager or senior product manager role. And sometimes in order to get there, you might have to pivot and take on other roles and responsibilities in order to just expand your skill set. Mm -hmm. So yeah. that's my that's my take on it. I feel like I was pretty narrow about of how of how I wanted to progress my career when I first got out of college mm -hmm. and now I'm definitely more open to getting more experiences in the different areas of a business. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And something I actually came across more recently uh, and found useful in kind of getting a better understanding of uh, you know where you are in your stage and you know as a product manager kind of the you know as your you know, growth in the in the role uh, is looking at the career ladders. You know, different companies, larger companies in particular, have uh, kind of established um, roles or like characteristics of a PM at every different stage within the company. So from you know yeah, associate PM, that, that's to, definitely a good point. So I know you came from like another small startup before joining Parlor, mm -hmm. but while you were interviewing, I'm sure you were coming across a range of different 
size of companies. Mm-hmm. How, how did you think about how you would fit in within that? Like how would your previous experience as a PM at an early startup at Firecracker, mm-hmm. how, how do you think that would translate over to either a company of similar size or a bigger company when you were interviewing? Yeah. Uh, so going into the interviews and, you know, after coming from a smaller company, from a startup, uh, you know, two years of PM experience under my belt, thinking that I could kind of transition into another PM role rather seamlessly, I mm-hmm. uh, kind of had a little bit of, uh, you know, a shock when I realized that wasn't going to be the case. There was uh, a lot of things that I re- like needed to kind of ground myself in before actually taking that jump. Um, and so I think it was useful to have the background as, you know, a startup PM because I, you know, had a great understanding, like had great kind of like business sense mm-hmm. um, but when it came to a lot of like the specifics that bigger companies were expecting and kind of uh, you know the ability to, to write in a way or you know translate stories in a way that is uh, you know expected at larger companies completely different so um, that kind of made me realize that I had to kind of do a lot of that extra work outside of work and uh, kind of grounding myself in those best practices and the different frameworks and thinking about product management and uh, so that required you know reading books uh, taking on online courses things of that oh, nature wow. yeah so i mean dedication you know, right there yeah yeah i wouldn't say that <laughs> these are self-paced online courses so yeah I, I didn't go to like general assembly or you know do a product school or anything like that uh i'd be curious to hear about people's experiences doing programs oh, yeah, like sure. that yeah. um but you know i just did you know kind of what i felt would you know help prepare me for the interviews and then you know a whole another conversation is like how <laughs> how much like is your preparation for the interview actually uh um, going to be re- relevant towards your actually actual day to day as a PM. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's definitely something we could think about. But I'm curious to hear from your perspective. Uh, you know, coming from a larger company, um, if you felt like that prepared you, um, you know, for work at a smaller company at a, at a startup, uh, if that transition was seamless, you feel like you came prepared. Um, I wouldn't say it was seamless. There's definitely differences between a larger and a smaller company, and basically, and. The product I was uh, working on is also very different. It's more analytical and dealing with like patient data and all that stuff. So it has like the data has to be right, and so that kind of forces the product to move slower. Whereas at, at Parler, like we move super quick. Like mm-hmm. I'm sure you know, we've yeah. transitioned the direction of the product, not the direction, but like different focusing different features and prioritizing prioritizing different features and functionality, like like that. Like it's been super quick. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that was a a bit of an adjustment, but. I like moving faster. I feel like it's a lot more fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what the biggest adjustment for me was um, how um, we do like the day-to-day PM stuff here. Mm-hmm. Like at previous company, it was more regimented. Like we were trying to do the whole agile methodology by the book, and so you have all the the sprint stuff, all the, all the scrum stuff. So you have like the sprint retrospective, the sprint backlog grooming, mm-hmm. sprint refinement, and all that fun stuff. And then even when you're writing stories, you like we were being taught to write them like in the very like scrum followed by the book way. So like as a user, I want to do this. So this needs to happen if that's even the correct way. So, mm-hmm. but like here, we don't do that at all. Like right. writing the stories is like completely different. And like how we do product is like completely different, mm-hmm. which was a bit of an adjustment, but I feel like I'm 
kind of catching my stride. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that goes back to the adaptability. I think you know working with the smaller team. I mean, maybe this isn't specific to smaller teams, but you know, us <clears throat> in particular working with offshore engineers uh, kind of changes the way that we go about the you know working with developers. And I think yeah, that's yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. And there's probably uh, you know some you, you know, like a unique aspect there to mm. us. But you know, when they don't speak English as the first language, then you have to be super clear, and the formatting might not be. Uh, is what you might have expected pre- in, in your <laughs> yeah. last role. Yeah, so like writing the stories in my last role was like, as I said, very by the book, scrum related. Mm-hmm. Here, I thought I would be able to do the same thing. And then, so Keith showed us an example of how he writes stories before we joined um, to hand off to the engineering team. And like, it was completely different. Like everything about it was just so different. And so I tried to emulate that thinking I'd be able to just catch on pretty quick because I'm used to writing stories. And after reviewing my, my first stories here the first week at Parlor. Mm-hmm. The first like minute, he goes, "Yeah, this is awful." Like, redo the what, whole thing. <laughs> what was the, the actual word he said? I think he said, "This is like shitty." Yeah. Like, <laughs> he said the same thing to me. So. Yeah. so first week, it was it was a rough go and uh, the whole product stuff. Um, but like you said, it's pretty much adapting to how he does it and just trying to learn on the fly and being very coachable. Mm. And I feel like now we've gotten to a point where he doesn't really need to review the stories as much. Mm. It's more so just making sure we understand the product. And then if we understand the product, we can obviously translate that into good stories for the engineering team to to act on. Right. Yeah. It's also like another thing that you may notice, like in working with big companies, they might have a lot of data that they can work with, which with with which like will actually like dictate Mm -hmm. product decisions. Whereas, you know, smaller companies working with smaller data, like amount of data, um, you know, a lot of the decisions you make might be more like gut instinct based. And I feel like that requires like a whole different side of your brain in order, you know, I think you're expected to have kind of like a stronger business sense and, you know, mm-hmm. understanding of the customer when you're, you know, kind of building things from the ground up. And, and yeah. I think that's a, kind of, I think, a useful uh, aspect of working in a smaller company. Is yeah, for getting, sure. Getting much closer to, uh, you know, empathizing with your users. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah. So kind of on that point, um, you know, that there, you know, we just talked about, it. there's really like no roadmap or skill set that is expected that can really be expected from any specific PM just because every organization works so differently. So I'm curious what you think are kind of some of the best practices or, you know, maybe like one main thing that you would recommend, uh, you know, somebody does in order to progress themselves or to, you know, show improvement over the course of a, you know, new role. I would just say like from my personal experience, just always having the willingness to just do whatever is necessary. And so if you go to a different product organization or you get put on a different team, they may work completely different, like how we're talking about. And just like having the the mindset, like, all right, they work this way, I'm gonna figure out how to do it that way. Mm-hmm. And so that we can move forward in the, in the direction of, that we need to go to. Mm-hmm. And so if you go in kind of stubborn and say, no, like it should be done this way and that way, because that's how it has success previously. Like you're working with completely different people, new company, new team, new product maybe. Mm-hmm. You need to have the mindset of, all right, I need to work with my team, be super positive, be super enthusiastic, and bring great energy to the team in order to kind of just move everybody forward, Mm -hmm. to kind of like collaborate, get everybody on the same page, like, hey, we're all super positive intent, that's another big buzzword, Mm -hmm. something like we try to hold ourselves accountable to at at Parler, Mm -hmm. and so I feel like if you have that mindset, um, and just, that's probably the most transferable skill to me, just having a 
a good mindset and always assume a positive intent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, being uh, you know easy to get along with is always going to be uh, <laughs> you know a, a skill that's you know actually pretty rare. Yeah, um, a smile goes rare. a long way. Um, but yeah, it's super important, especially for product managers, is you know getting gaining the respect and admiration yeah. of the internal stakeholders, uh, and that can be done in a number of ways. But you know, just being pleasant to be around, yeah, which for you sure. know clearly <laughs> Cam is, you know, it, it definitely helps. It goes a long way. I try, I try. Yeah, but, um, then, yeah, but uh, I would say so. Since there's no like, from our experience, our perspective, there's no like transferable skills. So like so far earlier in a career, um, how would you go about progressing your career? Like, what are your early thoughts about taking the next steps, either here at Parlor or in your career in general? Yeah, I, I think. Probably the most important thing to me uh, has been my like access to a really strong mentor mm-hmm. in the product space. Um, so Keith, the CEO of Parlor, uh, you know, previously my boss at Firecracker, last uh, company I worked for, uh, and you know, throughout that time we developed a great relationship, and uh, he's become a mentor of mine. Kind of taught me a lot of what I know, and uh, you know, so being able to work with him again here and kind of continue that is you know one of the main reasons I came here mm-hmm. is you know because having access to that mentorship is really to me, the most valuable thing you can get out of a For role, sure. especially early in your career. Yeah. So, um, you know, the feedback sessions that we have where, you know, I'm going to get this blunt, you know, unfiltered feedback from him on like what I need to do differently, what I need to do better is basically the, the best experience I could get possible. Yeah. Uh, and this is coming from somebody who's, you know, kind of well known in the space and, you know, definitely has a good grasp of, uh, you know, the best practices. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, I think it's, Definitely rare at getting access oh, to, sure. to somebody who's, sure. who's willing to like help you along the way, but also uh, like wants to see you progress. And as your direct manager. And as your direct like your I, reporting. I feel like early in your career, there could be that, that awkward um, manager direct report relationship where like obviously your earlier career, you want to like go, go, go. You want to progress, get promoted, get more responsibilities, do all the fun stuff. Um, But sometimes I feel like managers can um, lose sight of that because they're busy with their responsibilities or trying to deliver on their expected tasks from their direct report or from from their managers and executive leadership. Mm -hmm. So I feel like sometimes in those one-on-one sessions, it's more about, all right, how is this client client doing? How are you doing on this product? Instead of focusing on like, all right, how can I help you and coach you to be the best product manager, customer success, financial person that you can be in your career? So either... We can promote you, mm-hmm. and, and you're ready to like step up and take more responsibility within the company. Or even if they can't promote you, having that openness to say, "All right, I don't think we can promote you within this specific time frame. So if that doesn't work for you, um, we can try to see. I can try to help you out and get you a role somewhere else where you can continue to grow and expand. Right. I feel like that having that relationship with the uh, manager is like super important to me mm-hmm. early in my career. Yeah, absolutely. And in, in the interview process. Actually, I actively turned down opportunities mm-hmm. at places where I felt like, uh, you know, I didn't see somebody, um, you know, managing me that I wanted to grow with or learn from. Yeah. And, you know, just being, you know, three, four years into my career as a PM, that's not, still three something years? that I. Damn. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been a, three years. Yeah. I mean, we, we graduated <laughs> 2017. So yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. to think <laughs> But we're st- there's still so much to learn. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, we're yeah. still so young. And, and because of that, I feel like. Uh, you know, at le- you know, in this role, I I wanted to continue to you know work under somebody who I felt like I could really learn from, and uh, yeah. you know that's why I think this is such a great opportunity. That was why I was so excited to join the team at Parlor because Keith in that first 
when I first met him, he was all about becoming a mentor and the same. Like, even in interviews, like, if, if you don't get hired here, I'll help you get a role somewhere else. And then once I accepted the offer, he even, from day one, was always about making sure I become a, a bad PM. I'm going <laughs> to keep it nice and clean. <laughs> Verbatim. <laughs> and so that either um, I grow my career here at Parlor or that I'm getting poached by some of the best product teams in the country. So I feel like that relationship, and even with Jonah, he's always asking me about, mm-hmm. like, how, like, what do I want to learn better? About we had a, had a one-on-one with him recently. He, he, the first thing he asked is like, "What can I do to help you learn better and grow your skill set as a PM mm-hmm. um, at Parlor?" So I feel like having that relationship is super, super helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, I think that kind of wraps it up. Yeah. So if you have any thoughts about um, a good skill set for a PM or any transferable skill, skills for PMs, or if you have any thoughts of how to get promoted internally as a product manager, um, we'd love to. Uh, hear all that stuff and get all the answers out (laughs) and if you're one of our 12 viewers currently thank you for listening and uh, please share with your friends let us know if you'd like to come on the show Uh, we'd love to have you subscribe